What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things MSP Podcast. I am your host, Justin Esco. With me, always, is my good friend, podcast podcast producer extraordinaire. I'm having a hard time saying that in the last couple of episodes. And missing his bacon, egg, and cheese, because this is a special breakfast episode, Mr. Eric Anthony. Eric, how are you, man? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, like you pulled that bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich out, and I'm like, really? Um, and then you've also got the liquid death, which I happen to be out of. Hashtag again, not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe we need to work on my title. If uh, you know, producer podcast produce, see, I can't even say podcast it. So. Producer extraordinaire. Yeah. But yeah, we might need to change it. I'm just going to start going like, what's up everybody. I'm Justin. This is my friend, Eric. Hi. And like, <laughs> move on with our show. Hi. We, the reason we're talking about bacon, egg, and cheese is we're, we're recording this a little bit earlier than we normally do to make way for our good friend and guest today, because I like when we have guests on, who comes all the way from England. Bring him up. is Mr. Tim Bowers, CEO of Halo. Tim, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, yeah. Not so much bacon, egg, and cheese over here. We're more of the, the uh, English fry-up. Um, oh, full English yeah, breakfast, I'm good. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that put you in like a coma? Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. You could definitely go too far with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I want to talk today about uh, your product, Halo, for full transparency, just because I'm, I'm like that. Uh, Virtual Computers uses Halo. We're an onboarding partner with Halo. We do a lot with Halo. And uh, it was right time that we bring you on. So, Tim, why don't you give everybody like a two minute spiel? Who are you? What is Halo? And um, I don't know. I was going to. Oh, yeah, crap. Sure. I lost. Uh, hold on, because <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about breakfast and it threw me off. Okay, hold on. I got it. I got it. All right, all right. Let, me do, let me do that one again. Sorry. All right. So for full transparency, Virtual Computers uses Halo. We're an onboarding partner with Halo, but we're not going to talk about that today. I want to talk to you, Tim, a little bit about what is Halo. So give everybody a two-minute spiel. What is Halo? Who are you? And uh, what's your favorite holiday? <laughs> Okay, we'll start with the easy bit. So, um, yeah, so I'm Tim Bowers. I'm the CEO over at um, Halo PSA. Um, and for those of you who don't know uh, what a PSA is, I guess, that's a professional service automation um, software. Um, and that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But for, for MSPs and IT industry, that means a, bit, uh, a piece of software to run your business. So you're going to do your sales through it, your pipeline, um, your service desk, your project management, um, your contracts, your renewals, uh, and all your billing. Um, and all of that stuff runs through Halo. So we're not getting into the um, device management or anything like that. It's all kind of to do with service delivery uh, and kind of customer interaction, really. So yeah, that's what a PSA is. Um, not everyone uses one today. We think everyone should be using one. Um, and Halo is one of, the, one of the newer ones compared to the, I guess, the incumbents. You've got ConnectWise and Autotask, which have been around for a while. Um, and you can tell they've been around for a while. Um, and we're a bit a bit of the newer newer option, really. Um, same functionality in most areas, but we're kind of going going places still. Um, so we've got some exciting updates around all the kind of classic buzzwordy stuff like AI, but also um, some some kind of more interesting stuff going on as well. Um, favorite holiday? Oh man, I don't know. I think my favorite holiday is whenever I get to come to America and go to somewhere that's not florida and it's not vegas because every time i go to america it's a trade show it's vegas uh or florida and 
I'm just I'm a bit sick of them. Um, <laughs> well, the again, thing, for, right? for full yeah. transparency, Halo is going to be at Aces Conference, which is happening May 15th and 16th in Salt Lake City. So at least you get to come to America and not be in one of those two places. So yeah, I just I like coming and seeing the real the real America, all the different bits and facets that it has to offer. Not uh i don't know the, the pre-packaged um holiday destinations that kind yeah. of florida yeah. well, maybe we'll Vegas see you at an exchange or a next gen because the channel company uh tends to i mean they do have some things in those locations but they tend to have in other locations as well so that may be one to look at because i know that well, a lot of vendors come to, <laughs> come to new york we'll get you a bacon egg and cheese Oh yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't got to New York yet because you don't. There doesn't seem to be that many conferences there. But um, it's because it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this. New York is hella expensive. Um, yeah, Vegas gets pretty expensive as well. But I guess yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. So, so let's get into you. You made a comment, and this is kind of where I want to take the episode anyway. Today is why should an MSP be using a PSA. Now, remember, we've been talking about this fact now for a couple of episodes that our friend Dave Sobel said that like 85% of MSPs do, what was it? Or like sub $500,000. They're like one or two person shops. Why would a company that's that small really need a PSA? Because uh, obviously, the I think the bigger ones are all using something already, right? A lot of the a lot of the bigger companies are, and also on the on the same token, I'm starting to see a big shift, at least in the Apple MSP side, where they're all deciding to pick up on a PSA now. Like it seems to be the new buzzword. We're always like five years behind on the stuff that the PC MSPs are doing, um, even though we're using more and better technology. Uh, but the the fact that I'm seeing a lot more Apple consultants moving to a PSA also. So so why should these smaller companies and the Apple consultants and such move to a PSA? Uh, and what's the benefit in a small company using it? Yeah, I mean, for, for small companies, there's a couple of main reasons. One of them is that you use the tool. The main reason to use a tool is to get full transparency and visibility over your business operations. So you can easily tell how profitable XYZ customer is. Um, on the extreme side, you can then use that data and, and cut a customer if they're not profitable and they're not, not ever going to become profitable. And you can put more effort into your guys that are profitable um, to help them grow and make them an even more profitable customer. And it's very difficult to do that if you don't have all of that information in one system. Um, I would suggest that if you didn't have PSA, you can get that same data if you're going to put a lot of time and effort into building I don't know, Power BI metrics, or even just getting all the data out, putting it in a spreadsheet and then pulling it all apart. Um, or you might think that you can just get get there with gut instinct and uh, having a feel for it. Um, but I think after a few years, if you still haven't grown and you're trying to, then it probably does come down to, well, my data is not right. I need to get this all in one place so I can actually tell what's going on, where I'm making money. Um, that's kind of the main reason, really, that people would use a PSA, um, or at least on the kind of small end. Um, also, it is just good to get ahead of the game. You're going to need one at some point if you are going to grow. And if you get that system in early, you can start configuring it and becoming com comfortable with it and making sure it's all set up properly. So when you do get that, get those first few employees in, um, it's just here's the system we're using, off you go. Um, right. Rather than then having to try and get a new system as well as going through the difficulties of um employing people um and that's actually kind of what happened with us right because like we 
when I first started and it was just me, I was using FileMaker, which is fine. And then, granted, this is 2008, different story, right? And then I got up my first employee and we just shared the FileMaker database. And then over time, we moved to a ticketing, uh, just a straight ticketing system. And then we finally moved to Halo. And I remember telling uh, my, my team, saying, like, you know what, if I were starting my business today, I would have started with a PSA, right? And so, like, for us, it was tough because we had to shoehorn a lot of data in. We also have a pretty large employee base. So it was a lot also getting everybody on board with that. So I, I like the idea of like, even if you're a one or two person company, getting into a PSA now, because you're setting yourself up, you're building that foundation for growth, which is a huge part because I know a lot of MSPs don't, they don't quote unquote want to grow. But if you're not growing, you're going to go out of business. So you have to have some growth in order to keep going. And this is a good foundational piece, I think, to to do that with. Yeah, now for me, yeah, I, I think that when it comes to a PSA, because I, I'm big into automation, right? And so for me, a PSA and a, and a one, two-man shop helps tremendously when it comes to just automating some of the business processes. For me, it was billing. Billing was the huge thing where I was able to get a really good grip around that by using my PSA and QuickBooks, and I could bill in a matter of minutes rather than a matter of hours. And by doing that, it sped up my billing cycles to where I was generating cash flow every week instead of like most small MSPs, wait till the end of the month to do billing. Not a good idea. Yeah. So what's what's separating Halo from, because you mentioned some of the other the other players. What, what do you think is separating Halo from those other players? Um. I think a lot of it is direction of travel um, and the fact that um, we're still we're still innovating, we're still making changes. We release versions every two weeks. Um, so there's always new things in the beta if you want to go and try the beta version out. And then every two or three months, that stuff makes it into a stable version. Um, and just the speed we're going means that in a year's time, we're just going to be so much further ahead of, of everyone else. Um, we've, we've got a load of cool stuff with ChatGPT or OpenAI um, that's pretty much ready now for production in terms of kind of auto-categorization, auto-resolution of tickets, things like that. Um, and we're looking to expand on that a lot more. Um, and the other thing is we're, we're a company that's focused solely on being a PSA solution. That's, our, that's all our revenue. That's our complete company strategy is to be service delivery. That's our focus. We're not going to go out and buy an RMM or all these other tools and try and consolidate them into some package that we sell you. It's this is it. This is what we want to do. We want to make the best one possible and we want to have majority market share. That's it. We want to be the PSA. Um, so I think I think that's kind of mostly that's what makes us different is that that's we're, our whole strategy is that and we want to be the best tool out there for it, whereas everyone else is trying to do everything, um, right. creating kinds of different revenue streams which means they haven't really got people that are focused on just the PSA side. Um, and even if they have, they'll get pulled off and put onto the RMM or the backup or whatever other solution is. I, um, I mean, I'm a big, I mean, I'm also a big believer in having multiple revenue streams. So like I can understand both sides of this argument here, right? Like for what you're doing, not having those multiple revenue streams allows you to keep that very, very niche, core focus which is hugely important and that's 
I, I agree with you, Tim. I think that over time, that's what's going to allow you to win this argument, the, win the fight against the other PSAs. Um, I know people who are in the RMM game who are doing the same thing, where their niche is to focus just on that RMM. And they, I've watched them grow from two people to a 150-person company. And then I've pitched them being like, hey, would you ever think about doing ticketing? This is before we were with you. And I said, would you ever think about doing like ticketing or PSA? And the guy's like, no, because this is our focus. We don't want to do that. Right. And, but from the same token, I, you know, I can see it from the, the bigger players moves. And I, I agree with the, they're, they're stifled in their innovation. Um, but like there is, there is that piece of like, it's okay for you to get everything from one store kind of thing. I don't know. Well, to me, yeah, it's, no, a, it's a philosophy. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. No, yeah, I was just going to say, I do, I mean, I get that. Um, and I do think the other thing, I guess, that separates us from the other big players is that we aren't private equity backed or VC or anything like that. We're completely 100% privately owned. Um, and that means that we're very long term with our decision making. So everything, every decision we make, every strategic decision is not about the next quarter or year even. It's kind of five years, 10 years. How, where's that going to put us in five years? If it puts us ahead in five years, we'll, we'll do it. If it's something, we're not going to ever do anything to chase quarterly profits. Um, and I think that allows us to be a lot more strategic in our in our planning and thinking. And also when we develop features, we're always kind of thinking quite far ahead. Um, whereas a lot of the others are having to, because of the nature of, of running a business um, in the circumstances they are, they have to be interested in these quarterly or annual profits. Otherwise, people start losing their jobs. Yeah, their their strategy is wallet share. Uh, that's that's what they have to do to please you know the financial backing that they have, and and you know so they're going after more revenue. Whereas somebody like you, who's doing more of a best of breed philosophy, and focusing on one product to make the best product, it's two schools of thought. Neither one of them are wrong, but they are very different. And I think. There's a lot of MSPs out there who have decided to go best of breed rather than put all of their eggs in one basket for a myriad of reasons, right? For billing reasons, for security reasons, all of those different things. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with all that. All right, so Tim, so let's say somebody wants to sign up uh, for Helilo and they get in. What's the first thing that they should be doing once they get themselves an account it, it, forgetting i'm not talking about like doing trials or doing whatever i'm saying like uh, we're, we've decided we're in it to win it what do you like what are the onboarding steps that someone should be doing to get themselves set up for success within halo um well we've got a good resource for that so the first thing we suggest everyone does is go to the academy page which is at academy.halopsa.com um because that gives them a whole list of initial tasks to get set up within halo um, to kind of get them going. Uh, that's very much a get your basics down um, so you can actually start using the system without really getting into configuring it much. Because that's when you want to then bring in either an onboarding partner, so one someone like you guys, um, or someone from our team to actually then go and help you configure it and tweak it a bit. Because not everyone's doing it the same. Um, it's fine if you are, but it's pretty rare that um, MSPs are, are doing things exactly the same because everyone's growing their business differently and has slightly different ways of doing it. And that's fine. 
um, we definitely see Halo as more of a, a platform where you can kind of bend it to your will in most cases, rather than being something which is quite rigid. Um, and for that, yeah, you either get an onboarding partner, use us, or you can use the documentation in the, on the Academy, because that will um, get you quite far in terms of um, configuring it exactly how you guys want to. Yeah. And so I remember when we were onboarding, uh, we didn't use an onboarding partner, and we, we went through some of the stuff in the Academy and uh, our team members that are working on the Halo instance for us. I mean, we've made our plethora of mistakes, but it's so easily rectifiable. So, like, we had – and remember, we were trying to, like, mimic what we had before with our old uh, ticketing system. And so we had – on when you first get into Halo, one of the things that you have on the sidebar – you have a lot of stuff on your sidebar, right? You have your tickets, and you can add all of these other things. And we had separate sections for, like, our monitoring alerts, our Synology alerts, our phone voicemails, our external tickets from another company that we work with and all these things. Uh, and we started to realize that, like, we match it up, but it wasn't working as – the way the other ticketing system was in regards to being able to see that visibility. So we went and we said, okay, well, this isn't that hard to, to hard to fix, right? We said, instead of it showing up in section D, just show up in section A and we can remove section D altogether. And then we manipulate it on the other side. So that I think that's one of the really nice things I like about it is that I can easily tell my team, hey, this module is not working for us. Let's reconfigure it so it does this. And Within like five minutes, it's done, and it it doesn't upset the apple cart or break anything else. So I think there's a lot of flexibility within your within your uh, software, which I think helps, and it allows anyone who uses it to make it the unique snowflake that they are, you know. Because whilst we can genericize a lot of MSP offerings, and we can say all MSPs should be doing, you know having a PSA and having an RMM and having MDM and having security and whatever, like let's, let's get real, real, real tight on this focus here. Every MSP is going to be different. Some people are going to focus on Mac. Some are going to focus on PC. Some are going to focus on Microsoft. Some are going to focus on Google. Some are going to be cyber only. And so Halo allows you to like really drill down some of those details. I've heard from my team, albeit a little bit crazily, but like you can really drill down those details um, and get the things you need so that way it's visible for you, which is a really, really nice feature. Yeah, it's hard because we kind of, we try and tread the line between um, having a configurable system as much as possible, but without getting into the realms of uh, ServiceNow where you need a software developer really um, to actually go and configure any part of the system. They need to actually, a lot of the time, they need to write code, literally to let you configure new forms um, or new workflows. So we're kind of trying to go between that. So a lot of configurability to make it fit how you want to work, but also no code. So it is just um, picking options, adding custom fields, creating workflows with drag and drop interfaces, that kind of thing, um, yeah. which, does, which does mean there is a level of complexity to it, absolutely. Um, but I think, that's, I think that's a good thing because we, we do, cater to anyone from kind of one two-man companies up to uh, on the high end kind of 500 person msps using it yeah. um and that's because it is configurable it wouldn't it wouldn't work if it wasn't configurable because you're not going to do things in the same way right and I, it was funny because when we were looking at halo because we were looking at halo when we were looking at a couple of other competitors who we didn't go with obviously 
And I put out to the Mac admins community saying, hey, who's using Halo? And two of my good friends from Canada were both individually DMing and said, hey, I use Halo. And I was like, can I set up a call with you and our, our uh, director of customer experience, John? And they said, sure. And I got on a call with two, two guys, se separate companies in the same week. And I was like, so how did you onboard? And they were like, we took it really slow and we built out these modules and we did this thing and we did all this testing. And then the other guy's like, yeah, we just changed the support email to point to Halo and just took it from there. Like it was a very, very different dichotomies on how to get this done. And me and John were like, uh, do we find some way to get in the middle? Like, I don't understand what to do here, but it was just because it, you can do that. You can just turn on your support email, point it to, to your Halo instance and be off on the races or you can customize everything and do it. So it's just really nice that you have that entire flexibility. Yeah, and to me that's critical, right? Because you do serve both ends of the spectrum. You can be up and running very quickly and people can configure it as much as they want to. And, and that's just, you serve more of the market that way. And I think that's a really good way to have that scalability that most SaaS software tries to get but doesn't always get. Now, I have a quick question because with my PSA, uh, back when I was still an MSP, you guys weren't around back then. So if you were, I probably would have used you, um, is dashboards. Because dashboards to me are critical in running the business because they're in front of your face all the time. I literally built a stand and put a monitor on it and had you know a little PC hooked up to always have my PSA dashboard up so I knew exactly where I was every single day that I walked into the office. Do you guys have something like that? And, and what kind of data do you uh, serve up on that kind of dashboard? Yeah, so we do, we have dashboards. You can create as many dashboards in the app as you want and they can either use um, reports from inside the application. So graphs or tables of data, um, you can display them on monitors around the office if you want, or you can have them as actual operational dashboards that you click into. Some people actually, it's kind of a uh, something that came from ServiceNow really, but those guys and started pushing people working from dashboards. So managers particularly, I think, don't really work from lists anymore. They actually have a dashboard and they click into something, whether it's a wheel on a pie chart or um, a line on a graph, they click into it and then it takes them to the data and they can start kind of digging into it a bit. Um, so yeah, you've got the full array there of dashboards. You can also also display data from other sources in Halo as well. Um, so if you do have kind of other dashboarding tools or other metrics you want to bring in, if they've got a URL, you can kind of push that in there as well. Um, on the more advanced side, I guess, some people do end up pulling the data out of Halo into Power BI um, and other other tools like that. So you can also do that if if what we've got doesn't meet your needs, or if you do want to kind of start data warehousing a bit, um, which again, probably on the larger end of MSPs, but um, some people do that. Awesome. And what kind of, what about integrations? Cause I, you know, obviously a big piece of this is being able to, cause you, you said in the very beginning, right? You can do billing, you can do your CRM, you can do your asset management, you can do all these things. What, uh, when it comes to integrations, obviously, you know, you have, a plethora that are already built in. I think someone, I think one of the biggest ones that we like to take advantage of, and I think every MSP would is the PAX 8 integration. So it auto pulls in all of our licensing and things from there. But, uh, you know, 
there are obviously some integrations that that, that do not exist, which you know, we'll talk about that later. But uh, can people build their own, and and how would that work within the system? Yeah, it's really easy to build your own. I mean, you need you need a developer or someone who can understand how APIs work. But the whole application is kind of it's a front end built on an API, really. Um, so. Uh, not to get too technical, but if you've got a Chrome browser or something open, you hit F12 and you go to the network tab, you can you can just see the API calls that the application's making, and that's how we interact with the with the data. Uh, so you can make exactly the same calls we are. You can do anything you want to any part of the system um, through the API, uh, even if it's changing I don't know backend config or creating a new ticket type or um, I don't know a new workflow. Technically, you can just do that yourself through the API if you knew how. Um, so you've got all of that. You can create API applications of different permissions per integration if you want to go and create your own. Um, and then very recently, we've got something cool called custom runbooks, um, which is really cool. And that lets you, it's kind of code still, but um, a bit easier because you can start to string together uh, posts and gets and things like that um, through Halo as part of a workflow. So you can actually go and <clears throat> update third-party systems or get data from third-party systems by clicking a button on a ticket, for example. Um, and you can start doing some really crazy stuff with that. But um, yeah, that, that gets a bit more technical. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the other really nice things I like, and we can talk about this, uh, we like to call it feeding the beast. So one of the cool things that Halo does is, you know, it's, it's, very, it's normal for a ticketing system that, if you have a ticket that comes in, you can look at your knowledge base and look for answers. But one of the cool things that Halo does is it will also look at previous tickets, right? Yeah, so we'll try and match previous tickets uh, currently or previously. That's only worked based on things like subject matching, categorization, um, and maybe taking some keywords from the body of the ticket. But um, next week on the trials, people will be able to see our first kind of iteration of our chat gpt style ticket matching um and that's kind of one of the main focuses for the rest of the year is to start adding more features to that um and the way that works is it's because that that's going to be used to match existing tickets and then hopefully well it will i've seen it um it suggests closures and it suggests categories and priorities and potentially even who to escalate it to based on data from tickets that are previously matched that look the same as that ticket um, and the way it does that is it's passing the data into ChatGPT or OpenAI. They've got a special endpoint, which lets you vectorize the data. Um, and then we store the vectors in the database. And then you can compare vectors. And vectors are much better to compare than text. Um, so without, again, getting too technical on it, um, that stuff's going to be really cool because it's going to be so much more effective at matching um, ticket data. And we're also working on a. Uh, a repository of data with about 20, 30, 20 or 30,000 tickets from existing customers of ours who have sanitized their data, passed that over to us to be used. Um, and then you'll be able to kind of start to use that for potential resolutions or categorization, even if you haven't got any tickets in the system yet, because it's going to be able to pull from all these other customers' um, tickets. That's awesome. So you have um, like pre pre built answers that most MSPs would need just to, to speed their day up because they don't have to worry about typing out this long thing about you know how to log into the office portal or whatever yeah 
Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It's kind of that bit of it still um, under development, but that one's kind of out in a few weeks on the trials. Um, so that'd be cool to be able to, to demo that. See, this is what I really like about it is the fact that like we're talking about it today and you're talking about what's happening in the next couple of weeks and how far advanced like it, and the fact that like this conversation at the end of this conversation, you can go back to your team and say like, hey, I have this great idea while talking to Eric and Justin because they're geniuses and uh, and and, you know, let's tweak this thing to do this thing or whatever. And like it'll be in play. This is what I like about this is one of the things that one of the reasons I like Halo and one of the reasons why I like our rmm mdm adage is because like you know that old expression like you never you, what was that it was like uh you never nobody ever got fired for hiring ibm right like <laughs> I, I and i mean this with love like you're not the ibm of psas and like that's a good thing like especially for us as apple consultants because like we're supposed to be pirates um which is i know that's eric's thing but like, <laughs> the, uh, which is funny how he was a PC MSP and not a, an Apple MSP after all that, after all that whole pirate Steve Jobs thing. But like, Halo, much like Adagy, is very much like the pirate in the in the PSA uh, field, and I I love that. I I really do love that about you, and I think that especially the smaller MSPs need to get on board with that because I think everybody always thinks about like the those big big players from you know the. The, the big K company down in Miami and, and I don't know where the other company is, but uh, like, and think about it. Like if you want to be a scrappy business and like you want to get yourself going and you want to make money work with other scrappy businesses. Cause like at the end of the day, you're all men mentally the same, right? You're all like, like I know that you and I have the same haircut, but like we, we really want to get in and like think the same way about getting stuff done. And that's honestly what I really love about this product. Yeah, I mean, I think having dealt with Adagy um, a little bit, I think one of the other things that makes us similar is they're still a product focus company where the whole company is still geared towards making and improving a product that will sell. Whereas a lot of these other companies, especially, I don't know, yeah, like Casera or whatever, um, they're not really a product company anymore. They're a marketing and sales machine that sells a lot of products. Yeah. Um, whereas for us, and there's other companies out there in the, in the space that I feel like I like that. So I don't know, Ninja or whoever as well. I feel like they're definitely still a, a product company where it's build it and they will come. Um, it's that kind of approach where you need a good product, you want to get a good product, and then people will want to buy it. Whereas, yeah, everyone else has kind of got these portfolios and, I don't know, 80% of the company really is just focused on selling a product to a consumer. Um, so I think it is a kind of a different top-down mentality because um, I still I'm still heavily involved in product, and having spoken to Sal or whoever over at Ninja as well, he's still heavily involved in product. And I, I bet you Adagy's leadership team or, or whatever um, are still very interested in the product. Yeah, Jason is there. I talk to him on a regular, and he's he's always talking about it the same way you do. Yeah, he probably he probably gets excited about it still, um, and that and he loves it. And I bet you Fred at Kaseya is not excited about product. <laughs> um, I've never spoken to him, never met him, but I'm almost certain that he doesn't get excited about the products they sell. Really, um, not about not about the technical side and like how it works and, and that kind of thing. And I think when you have that, it just changes the. Um, changes the whole company really it changes how everyone else in the company sees it as well um because i think at, at halo what we've got is a load of people who really care about product um and i think that's kind of that kind of shows 
And I think that lesson can be expanded out to the MSPs also because this is, and Eric's going to love me for this one, this is a Gary Vaynerchuk move, which is, you know, a lot of us want to be in the clouds, but we got to remember that we got to we gotta play in the dirt. We got to, you know, got to get gritty. I have no problem doing that with my own company. Like, I'm, I love fixing problems. That's like my thing. Uh, and if I can spend a day, I mean, it's tiresome as it is, I will spend a day doing triage and tier one tickets um, because I, I'm i I'm good at it. It's what got me into this business in the first place. And I just love doing that stuff because if I get off a call and someone's like, oh my God, you saved my life because I opened up Microsoft Word for them. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it just makes you feel good. It just makes you feel good. Yeah, That's yeah. What about, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, Eric, anything else? No, I think this has been great. Um, you know, I've I've kind of been watching Halo for a while uh, because I know that uh, I think early on you guys were integrated with um, what used to be GFI Max, then was Logic Now, and is now Insight and Enable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, been been kind of exposed to you guys for a while. So it's really great to get to talk to you and have you on the show and have you talk about what Halo has now become. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, it's been really good. It's been um, great chatting to you guys. Yeah, thanks, Tim. All right, well, that's it from us at the All Things MSP podcast. I promise you we'll try better next time. Check us out, facebook.com slash group slash All Things MSP, youtube.com slash at All Things MSP, so you can watch how much liquid death I do drink during episodes. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, leave a comment, leave a review. We love reading all the reviews. I don't care if you leave a one-star review. Just leave, leave a review. Uh, and we will see all of you next time. Bye! From your host, Justin Escar, and myself, thank you for listening to the All Things MSP podcast. Join the All Things MSP Facebook group or follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. The All Things MSP podcast is a BizPow LLC production. And even though we drink a lot of it, this podcast is still not sponsored by Liquid Death.